Welcome to the Re-Evolve Media Revolution Podcast, the show that explores the transformative power of staying true to your values and pursuing your dreams. I'm your host, Jordan Lewis, and I am thrilled to have you join us for this episode where we dive into the world of Canadian underground hip-hop through the lens of Amy Chella. Amy Chella is an extraordinary artist who embodies the essence of perseverance, creativity, and staying authentic in an ever-evolving music industry. Throughout this episode, we'll embark on a captivating journey uncovering the untold stories behind Amy Chella's rise from the underground scene and the invaluable lessons she's learned along the way. Her unwavering dedication to the craft and the courage to break boundaries have made her a true force to be reckoned with. You can definitely tell that success is just atop the ladder for this one. In a world where conforming to societal norms often seems like the easiest path, Amy Chella's music stands out as a powerful testament to the importance of self-expression. Through her gripping lyrics and soulful melodies, she paints a vivid picture of her personal experiences, at times embracing vulnerability and otherwise being a badass bitch. Today's episode is not just about the music, it's about an ethos. It's about embracing the unconventional, honoring your values, and standing firm in your beliefs. It's a reminder that success isn't always measured by commercial recognition, but by the impact and fulfillment that comes with creating something genuine and heartfelt. So whether you're an aspiring artist, an entrepreneur, or simply someone seeking inspiration to follow your dreams, this episode is for you. Prepare to be moved, enlightened, and motivated as we delve into the transformative power of sticking to your values and supporting your own dreams with the extraordinary Amy Chella. My name is Jordan Lewis. Welcome to the Re-Evolve Media Revolution Podcast. What is up, everybody? I'm here with Amy. She goes by Amy Chella out of Vancouver, BC. How's it going, Amy Chella? Pretty good, Jordan. How are you? Pretty good. It's like we're on repeat since this is the <laughs> third time we're, we're introducing this. Yeah, shout out to Jordan for being such a trooper with all the tech issues. No, shout out to you for putting up with whatever ghosts or demons or whatever whatever technology <laughs> issues we're dealing with. You've been releasing music since uh, early 2021 from what I can see. Uh, so that's about two years strong right now. Yeah. And, and like I said, um, I know you get this question a lot, but where, where did your passion from hip hop come from? Yeah, so... Um, Basically, when I was, it started when I was around two, um, as I told you, <laughs> brother. Like what? Two years old? I, it's like it's like I got to repeat it in the same same way. I know. At this point, we're scripted, but <laughs> I know, I know. It's like I'm like, all right, I already know that. Two years old? What? You have memories from two years old? Just kidding. No, okay. no, no cognitive no, memories. Yeah, yeah, no cognitive memories. Yeah, and your bro is 15 years older than you, which is like, I, I almost an unheard of age gap, at least from me, from my perspective. I know. Yeah. It's crazy, and we have like both the same mom and dad, so it's it's they're just yeah, it's weird. Oh wow! One is of that the, one of us was yeah, yeah. One of us was the accident. I'm not sure which one, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally joking. That's <laughs> hilarious. Okay, all yeah. right, all right. Yeah. So instead of a brother, I got two dads. But no, I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah. Dad and an uncle. Well, I I don't know because I honestly have no idea what the dynamic would be with uh, that much of an age gap, you think from my perspective, it just sounds like you have like, like you said, like not necessarily a dad specifically, but just like another mentor who's mature and been through it and just can give you a perspective on what it's like to traverse the world. Well, that and also being an Italian older brother, he was definitely overprotective about literally everything. So literally I was very, everything. Yes. It was very sheltered as, as a young girl. So um, other than his, you know, 
to your benefit or do you feel uh do you feel a type of way about that you know what to my to my benefit like i i think i had to grow maybe a little bit uh later in life to be a little bit more independent but but he taught me a lot of really good Mm. values that i'm super grateful for so um yeah i'm really lucky to have him and also like he's the person that you know put this who inspired me to be a rapper just like introducing me to dmx and snoop dogg and tupac when i was two years old and i was wearing his hat backwards and rapping to my family members so (laughs) yeah it's really because of him that i'm that i am pursuing this so Absolutely. Shout out, shout out to Enzo. <laughs> no, that's really amazing. So since two years old, you've been kind of a hip hop fan. Uh, what inspired you to actually begin writing and recording then? Because uh, it was just two years ago. Yeah. I can see that you started. Yeah. So what, what got you going? Well, you know, my entire life was so focused on music. Like I, I just loved it so much. I would, it was my release, you know, I, I would, dance in my room like if you talk to any of my little cousins they would be like yes she used to force us to play like American Idol all the time (laughs) it was just such a main part of my life but I didn't actually realize that I had any ability to to do it and maybe even like the confidence I didn't realize it was an option so I actually pursued an um a career in finance and then I was like during COVID I was like I can't go the rest of my life without pursuing this. Like, it just makes me so emotional. Like, to watch, like I would watch American Idol, for example, and I would get emotional and I couldn't watch it because I just felt like, oh my God, like, this is something that I desire so strongly. So I had to do it. I had to do it. It's the only so. thing, it's the only thing that makes you feel that particular type of way, which I don't know, I best described as passionate, maybe, or how would you describe it? Yeah, it's just like an innate passion. Like, it was just always part of me. Um, so yeah, I definitely had to explore that maybe a little bit later in life, but I think everything happens for a reasonable timing and everything. So hundred yeah. percent, I agree. Absolutely. What part, uh, specifically makes you feel that, uh, ignite that passion? All of it, just the, the performance side of it. I absolutely love it. Um, the writing, you know, just listening to a beat that really inspires you or moves you and and makes you think of all of the things that you want to put into it. So it's just everything combined. Absolutely. Cool. Okay. Hey, you already you already answered this question, but I'm going to ask it the way I was going to ask it anyway. So I was going to say before taking on music, were there any other career paths you were considering? But uh, with finance, what? Uh, why did you lean towards that uh, area? Otherwise, you know, you know, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I actually started working quite young. Like I started working during my summer and winter breaks for like a mining company. And then I also worked for a, a subsidiary of a bank, so like a trust company. Oh, wow. Um, so then when I went to university, I started working full time and then doing university at night. And I stayed with the, the trust company for seven years. And so I ended up just kind of falling into finance. And now I'm, I, you know, I've done all of my designations. So I'm, oh, I work wow. in wealth management, but, um, yeah, it's nowhere near my love for music, though. So I still love it. I still that's love incredible. It. Yeah, no, no, that's amazing. But so you work, <laughs> you work full time doing that. I, I do. Yes, yes. How, how do you find the time to balance both of these as well as a personal life? Because I know personally, I feel as though music is all consuming. So I'm surprised you even have time mm-hmm. for a full time job otherwise. Because, because yeah, you have put out a lot of content as well in the last two years. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm just really motivated like I I feel like I'm working two full-time jobs that can be exhausting 
But, you know, a lot of people might criticize that and be like, well, you're not giving everything to music. But in my mind, this is <laughs> the best way that I can because I'm financing it in the way that I want to. You know, like I, I feel so driven to just really succeed in music. So all of my spare time, I'm always thinking about what I can do and how I can do it and how I can grow and how I can, you know, make one more connection. So I'm really giving it everything I've got despite having a full-time job. And um, yeah, I, I just, I feel like it's the right path for me to also have, you know, a job with steady income that I can for sure. use towards my music career. Yeah. And honestly, that I think that's one of the best mindsets to have. And even how you said it before is like everything sort of happens for a reason. So yes, you're actively able to support your your career that you want to kind of live your life through and that is your passion. So I think that's amazing. Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. But uh, what about your personal life? With uh, feeling as though you have two full-time jobs, do you have much of a personal life or, or do, you find <laughs> that you, do you find that you get that satisfaction through both of your careers? Because I know there's a social aspect to probably both of them to some degree. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's actually a really good perspective. Um, I feel like a lot of my social life is around music. So a lot of people I hang out with, uh, you know, is maybe through like a music project or and I'm okay with that. Like, I, I really enjoy just being so enveloped in the entire music sector. So it actually, it gives me a lot of happiness. So, um, but I do, I do have friends outside of music and they're incredibly supportive. So I'm really lucky to have the friend group that I do have. That's amazing. And you know why I love that so much is because that's, that's pretty uncommon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, a, a lot of artists and stuff, uh, it's, it's just a popular theme where they don't feel supported by their family and friends or, or they feel more supported by strangers than they do uh, the people who they've like grown up with and come to come to love in their personal lives. Right, exactly. And, and again, I think I'm incredibly lucky to have, you know, the few friends that I do have that are extremely close to me. So, Absolutely. Okay, yeah. amazing, amazing. Yeah. So in, in two years, I guess it's good that you've got this support group because you get to stay motivated, keep the ball rolling. You don't feel like as much as it feels like you're working two jobs, like you, you've, you're obviously really good at both of them. Um, Thank you. You're very welcome. In two years, you've released about 25 tracks, um, between your start and now. So from your perspective, what is the main difference between, uh, 2021 Amy Chella and 2023 Amy Chella? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, definitely. I would say very specifically, I think I've really improved on my, uh, my delivery. Your delivery? Okay. Yeah. Old Amy Tella was very like smooth, melodic, kind of reserved. But I think, and, 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 you know, a lot of these tracks that are out kind of still reflect that old Amy Tella. But I think that the music coming out is going to represent a little bit more of an introspective Amy Tella. So a little bit okay. more deeper personal songs with a little bit more attitude and um i, I feel a, like i've really like a bit more attitude yeah i feel like i was pretty low energy in my old music but i've definitely have uh, worked consciously on on bringing a little bit more oomph. it's it's funny that you say that when you say old amy chella you're are you referring to two years ago or two years plus because i'm sure oh, you were writing prior to actually releasing Oh, yeah. Like I was writing for years, but um, yeah, I think 
Probably two years plus. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I know it's funny that you say you're you're trying to add more like oomph to to it because your first your first track release is literally called Badass Bitch or B A. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so like, how how can you get more more sassy than that? I feel like you'll hear it. I feel like you'll hear it in the delivery. It's not so much like soft, uh, sweet, Amy. You're gonna hear a little more, little more. Yeah. Gotcha. Not aggression, but yeah. Okay, it's it's more kind of it's it's similar to what it used to be, like same attitude, same same Amy Chella, but more more refined, more yeah, you've kind of stepped into or or fitted into your shoes a bit more. Yeah, exactly. Gained a little bit more of the confidence on the track, I think, is a yeah, Absolutely. better explanation for sure. And, and I guess it, this is a contrast that I notice and and really enjoy. It's um, how kind and polite and earthly you are, or that you come across like in person uh, communicating voice to voice. Um, oh. But then from what I've come to know from hearing like your raps, like you drop hard bars, you got fast flows and, and you're, you're kind of vicious, I guess. Like even in that title, <laughs> Badass Bitch, your, your initial release and, and your, even your latest solo track, uh, Obey, they're very like different personas from <laughs> what I'm getting off of the, the recording here. Yeah, I think everybody sort of has a dualism. Um, a dualism, think, okay. Yeah. I like I that, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the thing for me. Like I am, I am both of those things, but in different environments and I just get to, to express both. Like I'm still, you know, I don't even know like how to explain this, but it's I'm both sides of the same coin. Exactly. Like we all have depth. We all have other sides to us. Um, it doesn't mean that, you know, we're fake or whatever. I, sure. I think I'm both those things. And, and, you know, like I might be happy and, um, bubbly, but we all go through things in our life that, that impact us, right? So music kind of lets me express that without changing, like, who I am day to day. Okay, I hear you. And it provides you an avenue to kind of flesh out that side of yourself. So maybe not a coin, but like a, a dice more so. Yeah, that's nice. I like that. A dice. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so all, all of it is the real Amy Chella, though. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and more or less what I'm, I guess the vibe that I'm getting is you don't really want to like kill people in public. So you do it on the track. <laughs> I, I for, nope. sorry, for lack of better words. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, sure. Minus the killing of any people fictitiously or realistically, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't, I don't, I mean it more in the sense like you got this, like kill them. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, there, yes. Again. Metaphorically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah metaphorically. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, in the in the twenty five tracks that you've released over the last couple of years, you've also collaborated with a lot of different artists. I think my count was at eleven different artists, and and I love that. Um, I even picked out a line though from one of your, I guess, not very recent. I think this was released two years ago, Miss Polite, where you say okay. Ari look alike, so they want me for a feature. <laughs> and then and then no it's it's amazing because you literally have like 11 different artists that you've worked with which is kind of funny it's ironic but it just shows how uh multi-dimensional you are and real self-aware thank you that's really Absol kind absolutely um and i i think that's amazing because not a lot of artists collaborate uh I find, right i find people tend to like kind of gatekeep and they're like oh i'm i'm the greatest so i need somebody who's at my level but in their head that's it's almost like a narcissistic trait because nobody's at their level <laughs> so, but what are your what are your thought processes behind all the collabs so i like honestly i i leave a lot of the 
you know, the ideals at the door, basically. I just, I've entered this music industry in the way that I've wanted to, without standards or expectations. So if that's a thing where people are like, you know, I don't need to collaborate for this reason, I, I do it because I truly want to. I like making connections just as I do in my personal life. Like, I'm social and I want to work with different people. And if I like what I hear, I don't see the problem. I think we can all build and grow together. You know, as much as it's a competition, it's not a competition. Um, and me collabing with someone is not going to, you know, deter from whatever success I'm hoping to gain. So yeah. I just, if I hear something I like, I want to work with people. And and yeah, that's just the reality of it. I, I truly enjoy it. And And in terms of like the difference of styles or, genres like music is very holistic to me and and I you know I love rap and that's my passion but I'm also just so in love with music in general that I want to experiment and try different styles and sounds and yeah so in, in working with other people is what kind of makes that happen for me so I'm always open to working with different people. Taking a quick break we're going to listen to a track by Amy Chella this one is titled Miss Polite. Enjoy. Pish posh, I miss polite. <laughs> my mama raised me right. Dad's gonna take over. Can't help it if my world a little different now. Double on dragon, hit a set and pie gal. Pay commission on my wins, had to scrounge above ground. Spoil myself a little bit because I love to see him pout. <laughs> when they backlash, shove some manners in their mouths. So bars all around, common sense, common ground. Okay. Held my tongue for too long, time to chew them up and spit them on out. Wait, yeah. Ari look alike, so they want me for a feature. We are not the same, let me get that through your speaker. Let's talk semantics like your manner versus demeanor. Please say it in your head, cause my patience getting eager. Pish posh, I miss polite. Never put you down, cause my mama raised me right. Show off what I got, and I do it out of spite. Envy is an ugly trait, so it suits you quite alright. Hey. Mind over matter, got me everything. Uh-huh. Mind your manners first for the rendering. Four ones on the clock, had me wishing for the sweet escape. When they tell me now, I'm not even gonna hesitate. Nope. It's on you if you feel intimidated. Hey. Walking through life like you've been half sedated. <laughs> Don't wanna say it, but you're overrated. Were you raised by buffoons or through your mama just related? Ha. Pish posh, I miss polite. Never put you down, cause my mama raised me right. Show off what I got, and I do it out of spite. Envy is an ugly trait, so it suits you quite alright. Think EJ Neutron, buddy, more like J Bravo. Just like hell, you know, man's be shallow. No brain, all brawn, meat, head galore. Jaw drop like heavy iron to the floor. Don't wanna hurt you, baby girl. You incapable. Feel 101, said your words be fallible. Let's keep in mind that it's not all sexual. Deeper meaning to it, baby boy, intertextual. Pish posh, I miss polite. Never put you down, cause my mama raised me right. Show off what I got, and I do it out of spite. Envy is an ugly trait, so it suits you quite alright. Ay, pish posh, I miss polite. I miss polite. I miss polite. Envy is an ugly trait, so it suits you quite alright. I miss polite. I miss polite. I miss polite. Envy is an ugly trait, so it suits you quite alright. I'm always open to working with different people. That is a beautiful approach. I really like that because a lot of people experiment in different ways, but they're just kind of like blindly throwing darts. Not saying that that's a wrong approach because I think that's that's an amazing way to do it as well. Like just try a little bit of everything, but you're actually just like not a you're not situation averse. Like you're you're down for the opportunities which speak to you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, that's that's really awesome. Good for you. Where do you think these uh, values and ideals came from? Probably just, you know, personally, just who I am and who I've grown to be. Is, and I'm just trying to translate that into my music. Okay. Um, no specific I mean, source necessarily. It's all been kind of uh, what you've accumulated through the journey of life. Yeah, I think so. If I'm understanding the question correctly, I think so. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think I think so as well. I think that's a great way to put it. I, I, I was almost thinking that it might come full circle from what we were talking about initially with like your uh, your bro and your your family and values like that. Because I know notice in your music you do also uh, have quite a few family values displayed throughout. Yeah, yeah, I, for sure. Like my family has impacted the way that I, you know, I am or how I think. So definitely yeah. contributing to them as well. Okay, absolutely. But you do feel as though that you've developed your own core identity um, throughout life. Yeah, for sure. And it's something that I've worked on very consciously, like just trying to improve myself as a person as well, especially in these last few years. So, yeah. Amazing. Okay. Is there any particular reason that it's been in these last few years? I don't know. Maybe I just had a little revelation. <laughs> inspired by anything particular or just again part of the part of that journey like it was a a step that was meant to happen or meant to be taken yeah I think it, I think maybe just all the maybe, maybe music could have been that catalyst I'm not sure but I yeah just through experiences nothing specific but you know the accumulation of everything since childhood basically so yeah yeah absolutely amazing um so what are your career goals, I guess? Like, what do you intend to do with your music career? And how do you feel about the pace at which you're moving towards these goals? Okay, yeah, I, I think it's really easy to be self-critical and just, you know, compare yourself to others around you, which I think is, it's okay, but it's not a great thing. Like, it's okay to feel a little bit of friendly competition. Yeah. Um, well, comparison but- is the thief of joy. Exactly. I think you just got to keep doing what you're doing and believe in yourself. Obviously, um, my goal would be to transition full time to music with, you know, in the right circumstance. Um, So I'm just being really patient and I'm just doing, you know, just pushing through and trying to kind of keep the momentum and working really hard. And yeah, um, hoping it leads me there one day. Okay, so not necessarily hyper-focused on what's super far ahead. You're more concerned about what's in front of you and around you. Exactly. Yeah. Day by day, just trying to build each connection and work on each track. Yeah. That's amazing. And I think that that uh, is another difference that I'm seeing between you and a lot of other artists is a lot of people are kind of focused on the end game and how to get there. And they're critical about every step along the way, comparing it to like, oh, will this will this get me to where I want to be? Or will this hold me back, you know, without really having the answer. Exactly. And you just reminded me, like, there's a book, I'm not sure if you've heard of it, it's called Designing Your Life. And it actually takes like an architectural standpoint where you, you know, you envision the building and what it would look like. So metaphorically, your life and how do you work backwards to get to that? So, um, you know, that was a book I read when I was in business or whatever, trying to to grow that way, but I've, okay. I've applied that to music as well. I, I know where I want to be, but you have to do the, you build the foundation before you can take the next step. Otherwise everything will crumble. Right. So and of just hundred percent, there are no shortcuts when it comes to, to this and to life, I guess. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. And what that makes me think of actually is, um, 
I'm not exactly sure how to word this idea, but people who start off, like let's just say people who start off rich and then yeah. they, they don't build the foundation of what it's like to struggle or to come up or to earn what they have. Or actually, you know what, you know what a better uh, comparison might be is like people who win the lottery. I've heard a lot that yes. <laughs> people who win the lottery tend to lose it like immediately, not immediately, but like they almost yeah. end up worse off because they hit that big note. Exactly. Like earning it and coming up to it, you know? Yep, exactly. I've, that's, I've actually seen that in, in my finance world, but. Oh yeah. <laughs> firsthand experience. Yeah. Firsthand experience. But yeah, you're absolutely right. You have to have the right mindset. For sure. And is that one of the main self-improvement books that you read? And was it, was it uh, something that you had to read or did you take it up on your own fruition? A friend recommended it to me and then I started, a friend from my old job actually recommended it to me. Okay. Um, and yeah, and we read it together. Like we would read it in parts and then we'd have coffee and talk about it. And yeah, he was kind of a mentor to me. So that was pretty cool. That's awesome. Do you have yeah. a lot of mentors throughout your life or did you have a lot of mentors throughout your life? Yeah, definitely. Like I would say my brother was a mentor in his own weird way just through <laughs> <laughs> And my sister-in-law, actually, I'm really grateful for her, too. I've known her since I was, like, yeah, pretty young. <laughs> actually, I've known her since I was three. So, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Switching subject here, uh, with your marketing and social media presence, I definitely see the work and effort you put in. Do you, do you enjoy these facets of, I guess, the modern-day rap game? It's interesting, I think. Um, <laughs> where, where do you get uh, your ideas for how you put out content? Oh, my goodness. You know what? I need to improve in this way so much because I oh, just yeah? kind of wing it. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of <laughs> take little bits here and there, but I really don't know what I'm doing, to be honest. I'm just trying to. Yeah, and that's something I'm actually I want to work on is kind of leveling up my presence on social media, just making it look a little bit more clean and professional. So definitely going to be working on that in the months to come. For sure. And what does working on that look like? Like, are you going to study it? Are you going to kind of take notes from other people who are doing it right? Or where do you find you, you uh, gain the most perspective in that front? Yeah, I think, um, well, first of all, uh, the track Obey, the producer Rockefeller, we've actually, he's in Poland, but we've built a little bit of a friendship here and on a working relationship and we sort of bounce ideas off each other all the time. And he kind of came to me with like, you know, this idea of step one, um, going through like the social media platform and just removing things that don't fit the brand and kind of being a little bit more clear about what the brand is and then posting things that, you know, fall within that spectrum. So that's kind of like a, I'm really lucky to have Rockefeller in my life as well. So taking that very seriously and just going to be focusing that as step one and then continue to learn along the way. I like that as an idea, but what I'm kind of hearing is that you're not really going to be putting too much personal content on your, your Amy Chella brand, um, uh, things. It's going to be more music related and, and to that identity. Maybe. I mean, a big part of the music, you know, like I said, is, is just me personally too. And, and connecting with people is still very important to me. Like every person who interacts with me just means like so much to me. So if, if like posting my boxing video or something will relate to someone and, you know, I'm, I'm just a human and like I do the same thing that yeah. everybody else does. So I'll probably continue 
to do stuff like that. Um, just because it's important to me, regardless if it's seen as professional or not. But I think what I'm actually posting and um, how I'm doing it, I just need to be more conscious of. Okay, I hear you. It's not really just doing it randomly and on a whim, but it's actually going to be calculated and strategic. Sure, yeah. Still yeah. natural, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. On that note, what moves have you made recently that have been the most beneficial to you and your career? Other than outside of, I guess, building relationships. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think, you know, I'm I'm just trying to tighten up in all areas, I guess. So, you know, I've had a lot of time to kind of, you know, play around and experiment and release stuff and see what's good. But I think I really need to um, kind of figure out which direction I want to build my my niche in because so far I'm like a little all over the place. Um, so again, something I'm working on, just kind of finding more of a focus in one direction. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it. And I think two years in is actually like a great time to do that as well. And you put it really, really well is that you've been experimenting and now it's time to tighten up. So um, mm -hmm. it's more kind of narrowing in on your brand now that you've kind of fit, uh, refined yourself and fit into the the shoes that you set out to fill for yourself. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. And I, I mentioned before there is a, a decent amount of family-oriented content in your uh, music, and it's a, a definitely a very easy trait to love. Um, that's coming from quotes like "Never put you down because my mama raised me right," or first things <laughs> first, I'm gonna buy my bro an Enzo." <laughs> like those are big statements, and it really says a lot about your personality, and I guess what will become your brand, more or less. Yeah. And I think so. Uh, yeah, family's really important. And like, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I find it not a common theme where people are very family oriented. Okay. A lot. Well, so maybe that's just my perspective, but I feel like a lot of rappers find the game kind of more like a lone wolf type thing. Maybe. And, and, and maybe you hear it more in my music because... I don't really fit the mainstream content. Like I don't have, um, and, and that's just part of me and, and really wanting to maintain my integrity in, in some fashion. But, yeah. you know, you won't hear me rap about a lot of mainstream content because it just is not real for me. So there's no like violence. There's, and I, I won't do the whole like sexual thing. So maybe that's why it's a little bit more heightened because other than talking about my personal experiences or maybe some playful tracks here and there, yeah. um, and a lot of, you know, a lot of my tracks with meaning actually stem from a lot of family things that were not positive. So, um, you know, on the other side, just focusing on the people who I truly, you know, am grateful for in my family year or life. Absolutely. I really like that. And I love that it's a conscious thought as well, because I noticed that for sure. Putting forward, <laughs> putting forward a good positive message. And I'm not saying that mainstream isn't, but... Uh, Right. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad that you're not. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't have a problem with it from other people. Like I love Cardi B. I listen to, you know, Walk all the time. Oh yeah, it's good not, to turn up. Yeah, it's just not something I would feel comfortable saying on a truck pack, and and that's just like, that's it. You know, like no yeah. hate, nothing is just not me. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Okay, I hear you. Um, a hot topic today in uh, seems to be revolving a lot in the general sphere of people's conversations is. Uh, Around the family unit, and since we've been kind of discussing family, I kind of wanted to take it in this direction. But uh, 
the conversations that I'm hearing a lot of lately revolve around kind of modern day masculinity and femininity. And I was wondering what your thoughts are on that, because it kind of also is relating to what we were just talking about in the contrast of what is being put out and what you want to put out. Right. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it, it's like, it's a touchy subject because, you know, it ultimately, is. like, um, I'm the kind of person, like, I just want everybody to be happy. And so, sure. but I, I, I it's do, tough. It's I tough to speak it. your opinion on things like that because you don't want yeah. to. I, I think that this is a good preface for it is that everybody out there can do what they, they want to do. And I don't think as long as it doesn't affect you, people can have their own opinions. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But you're right. Like, especially on TikTok, like that is the all consuming app, you know, like oh, I yeah. see a lot of, I see a lot of it. Um, I, for example, um, women in gyms getting offended if a man like looks in their direction. Oh my God. Like, yeah. I've seen that they, lately. That just drives me insane. Like, stop it. Like maybe I want a man to come up to me and hit on me in the gym. Like leave us out of it, please. <laughs> Yeah. It's so funny that you say that because I was actually thinking of that earlier and how it's creating this deterrent. And now men, it doesn't really matter in which scenario at the gym or in public, you get this idea in your head before you approach a woman, which festers in your mind for all the reasons why this is not a good idea. Yeah. Like I think if you're appropriate and respectful, like I've never, like, I feel like there is so much divide in this world like more than we've seen before in every circumstance, like race, gender, um, belief systems, like everything. There's so much divide right now, like dragging people apart. Uh -huh. And this just kind of adds to that. But, you know, I don't, I feel, I feel shitty. Like I don't want men to be afraid to do things like hit on a girl that they think is sweet. And maybe they want to get to know that person because everything is just so overly sexualized and right dramatic yeah absolutely like worst case scenario worst case scenario you should be thinking in your head when you're approaching someone is like maybe we'll just be friends or maybe we'll be acquaintances you know or maybe i just want to say freaking eye to this person like yeah, I, they're so so yeah. i will go anywhere and try to talk to like 15 people and now i just feel like people think i'm a looney tune because they're like how <laughs> the fuck is she talking to me <laughs> yeah you're like the odd one out in scenarios but to be honest like i think that's a good thing like that's that's like a good vibe to spread. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Well, because it's I hope very... It's... Sorry, oh, sorry for it. No, no, no. No, you go. I was, was going to say... Ah, you first, you first. I was just going to say, um, I hope if someone sees me like at the gym or something, they're going to come talk to me because that would make me happy instead of me being like, oh, I want to like say hi to this girl, but like I'm scared she's going to think I'm hitting on her. But yeah, so if you see me, please say hi to me. Let's talk. Let's yes. be friends. That's honestly so sweet of you. But what uh, what about the the opposite side of that or the opposite, I guess, person to that who is like, shut off, don't talk to me. And if you do talk to me, fuck you. I, I don't even know if that's a real thing, to be honest, but that's just kind of what maybe my brain goes to it when I'm considering those situations. Like, say that again? Like, if... if can you rephrase like, the question? Well, I guess it's just kind of two extremes. Let's say you're approaching somebody and then you're thinking of the two extremes. Either this is going to go great and it's going to be a friendly interaction or I'm going to get chastised. I think you got to take the chance, but I think take everybody should just... Yeah, everybody should just be kind. Like if you're someone who doesn't want to be approached and doesn't want to 
talk to than just say, sorry, I'm just enjoying my workout or I'm just doing this or, but don't be like, oh my God, I can't believe you fucking talked to me. How dare you? <laughs> this is going on my TikTok. By the way, I yeah. recorded the whole thing. <laughs> I'm going to ruin your career, your family life. Your wife is going to leave you. Your children are oh never going to see you. It's just crazy. Fired from your job. You're going to end up broke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it's a joke, but like that's happened to people over a stupid TikTok out of context. So I think everyone should just be very cautious and kind. Absolutely. Because things like that have a ripple effect. It doesn't just influence the person that it, yeah. that are directly involved in the scenario. But like if I heard one of my homies tell me a story like that, I'd be like, oh, shit, that's that's a thing that happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And especially with social media now, like as soon as something happens, uh, thousands of people can suddenly become aware of it if it's intriguing enough, you know what I mean? Or controversial exactly. enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, Absolutely. okay, I love that message. We are running short on time here, but uh, I do love that message that you are putting out and the persona that you put out of like just being kind because that's, that's uh, we need we need a lot more of that in this world for sure. Yes, we do. Yeah. Is there anything that you would like to say on the sign-off to anybody that's listening? Um, well, first of all, thank you so much to Jordan and Re-Evolved Media. So stoked to be, you know, having this conversation with you. It's been really fun. Um, and if you don't already, follow me, Amy Chella, A-M-I-C-C-E-L-L-A. <laughs> Amy Chella, you are so <laughs> wonderful. It's been great having you, great chatting with you. And I look forward to seeing everything that's to come. Yeah, you too. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you so much, Amy Chella. You take care. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Reevolve Media Revolution podcast featuring Amy Chella. What she does may seem impressive, maybe out of reach for most, but watch her prove it possible. If you enjoy this episode and want to hear more like it, reevolvemedia.com is the place to be. Otherwise, we are going to leave you with another track by Amy Chella. This one is titled Obey. Enjoy and take care. Don't need the lights out Welcome to my TED Talk Let me hit you with this monologue My unorthodox style is their synagogue Manipulate my lyrics But I am not a demagogue I'ma start herding these sheep Like a shepherd dog Pumping out common breed rappers Like a puppy mill No one coming out alive It's a shelter kill It's a hands off the wheel Type of record deal Fuck your only purpose Put the value on your sex appeal Difference when we pick up the mic If you wanna make a claim, I'ma underwrite Loading up the megabytes, still won't curb the appetite Oh, that's the type of life that you want? Trust me, all that glitter don't glitter Evaluate the past and move on Trust me, once you a sinner, you a sinner
That power got you tripping over something that you really not Goals fell short, moving like a rent-a-cop You teeny bop in a genre for the hippie hop But you a punk without the voice, no Iggy Pop ZZ Top, got me under pressure This my queen's speech, call me Lady Lesher No stress, light as a feather I let it all go when I loosened up the tether Either pay or you leave Don't let him take a chance with your life now Fill your mind with that grief Shit gets dark, don't need the lights out Either obey or you leave Don't let him take a chance for your life now Fill your mind with that creed